you're looking for homeschool sanity, welcome. I'm Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschool mom and curriculum author. But I was once so disorganized, I thought I had to quit homeschooling and stop having kids. Now, by the grace of God, I have six homeschool graduates. Whether we're discussing parenting, productivity, or practical tips, I pray that this episode is just what you need for happy, healthy homeschooling. Hey, homeschoolers. I have done a podcast episode on wondering if we are doing enough in our homeschools, but we also wonder if we are enough. My guest is going to help us find the truth about feelings of inadequacy. Charlotte Fritz is a Christian author and speaker who weaves honest and humorous stories into life-changing Bible study. Author of eight books, including Measured by Grace, How God Defines Success, Charlotte writes about God's transforming grace and unfailing love. Charlotte lives in the Chicago suburbs with her amusing pastor husband. I met Charla many years ago at a women's retreat where we were both speaking. Chatting with her for the podcast encouraged me, and I know she will encourage you too. Charla, thank you so much for joining me here on the Homeschool Sanity Show. It has been a while since I met you in person at a women's retreat, I believe. It wasn't even a homeschooling function. So I am hoping that you will tell me a little bit more about what has been going on with you, but definitely introduce yourself and your family to our audience today. Well, thanks so much for having me on your show, Melanie. This is so fantastic. I'm um, excited to see what you are doing for homeschoolers. I am Charlotte Fritz, and I am, well, I am a piano teacher by trade. That's my day job. But once I was done homeschooling my kids, I started writing and speaking for women on Christian topics. So I am now a Christian author and speaker, and I've written eight books on their Bible study books on various topics. I love talking about how God meets us in our everyday life and he gives us what we need when we need it. So um, that is basically what we're talking about today too. So, oh, you wanted to hear about my family too. So I have two kids and um, they are now all grown up. My daughter lived in China for 10 years, but now she has moved back to the States and is living only about an hour's drive away from us. And she has five kids and is expecting number six, so that's exciting. And my son lives uh, about a six hour drive from us. I live in Illinois, he lives in Missouri. He's married and they don't have kids yet, they just have dogs, so we have some grand puppies too. Oh, that's so nice. So, Charla, when I met you, your daughter was just moving to China. So that must have been 10 years ago. And I know that your heart was heavy 
<laughs> about that. It was because, so hard. Um, yeah. You know, we always want our kids to be close. Yes. And especially with grandchildren. Oh, oh so I, I am thrilled for you that uh, she lives so much closer. <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, you were also a homeschooling mom. So one of the things that I love to ask my guests, because I, I just think it's so interesting, the range of reasons why families choose to homeschool. And so I wanted to ask you that. Why did you choose to homeschool originally? Well, I was one of those people that originally said, God, I am never going to homeschool. <laughs> I, I was not going to homeschool. And my, but one day my husband came home from work and he said, I think we should homeschool next year. Now, I was not too thrilled with this because my kids were six and three and I was just starting to see a little light at the end of the tunnel where my daughter was going to be in school all day in first grade and my son was going to be in three-year-old preschool. So I thought, I finally will have a couple of hours, a couple of times a week where I will be able to do what I want to do. But he had just met some homeschooling students, a homeschooling family, and he was so impressed by their behavior and by their knowledge, and so he came home all excited about it. So I thought, I'll be the good wife, and I'll tell him that I'll research homeschooling, and then I'll just say, no, it's not for us. <laughs> well, the problem was that when I was, <laughs> when I was doing the research, I, I found out that it really sounded intriguing. It sounded like a good idea. And God just kept whispering to my heart, this is a good thing for your family. This is a good thing for your family. So my husband is a pastor. And one of the advantages I saw for us was that if the kids were in school Monday through Friday, and then he was working on the weekends, there wouldn't be very much time for family time. But with homeschooling, you can be more flexible. And so that enabled us to do things with him on his day off Monday. And it enabled us to take vacations, um, not just at the holidays, which when a pastor is also busy. So it was a wonderful thing for our, ki for our family in that regard too. Absolutely. Well, my, my story is a little bit similar to yours in that I did not want to homeschool, <laughs> no way. And I presented it to my extremely social husband. I mean, he takes extroversion to a whole new level. And I thought he is gonna say, are you crazy? There's no way we're gonna do that. And he said, because and I was hoping that he would say no way. <laughs> So I wouldn't have to do it. And then he said, I think that's a great idea. And so I was um, was pretty much stuck um, having to at least give it a try. And boy, am I ever grateful. And I know that you are too, because I know that it worked really, really well for your family. So I want to tell our audience that... Um, the reason I am asking you to come on, which I really, I should have invited you on a long time ago. I don't know why I didn't, but I happened to read an article that you wrote about being enough, feeling like we are enough for
for Christian women. And I felt like it applied so well to us as homeschooling moms. And so one of the ways that you said that we often feel inadequate is with our time. And so I'm interested to know when you were homeschooling in particular, did you struggle with that? I certainly did struggle with not having enough time. One of the things I did like about homeschooling is that it didn't take as much time as being in regular school. And we often, especially when the kids were younger, we were able to get most of our schooling done in the mornings and then have the afternoons for extracurricular things. But always there was more that I wanted to do than I had time for. And I think this is a problem for all of us in anything, but it can especially be that way in homeschooling. Because if you read homeschooling books or you follow homeschooling experts like yourself, you find out more and more ideas. And it's wonderful to have these, to have these ideas. But sometimes we think, oh, I've got to do this one, and I've got to do this one, and I've got to do this one. And there's just not enough time in the year to get everything done that all the experts tell you to do. So you have to use some discretion and some wisdom to choose what is best. My, home, my daughter is homeschooling her five kids right now, and she has a friend who has just started homeschooling this year. And this friend happens to be an educator. She has her degree in teaching. Um, but this year she's new to homeschooling. And my daughter said that her friend wanted to do everything. She said, I like this English program and this English program, and maybe we can do this math program and this one too. And my daughter said, don't try to do everything. It's not going to work. It'll be too stressful. So I think that's the first key really is to have you know ask the lord what is needful in this season we can't do everything i love the concept of thinking of things in seasons we can't do everything in one season but god gives us time and in another season you may be able to do the thing that you wanted to do so uh, i also love to hang on to the promise that God gives us in um, 2 Corinthians 9, 8, that he will, God is able to make all grace abound to you, that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. And certainly this applies to time too. If God has called you to homeschooling, he will not only give you enough time, he can give you an abundance. But we just have to be careful about what we say yes to and what we choose. That I love that scripture. And I, I think that is just an excellent, excellent reminder. And it goes along with something I spoke about recently, which is that we just as you're saying, we can't do it all. And it would be like a, another um, writer was talking about um, us going into the Library of Congress and we wouldn't be upset that we couldn't read every book <laughs> was in that library. But sometimes, 
especially I think when it comes to homeschooling, because people who homeschool by and large are, they are um, lovers of learning. We love to learn. We love all of it. We wish we could learn it all, but we simply can't. And I think if we start from where you were saying that we can't do it all, if we truly accept that, it allows us, I think, to have the Lord guide our decisions without us getting all upset about, you know, trying to pile on multiple curricula to teach one subject. Oh boy, the new homeschoolers <laughs> who fall into that trap, I feel for them. Okay, so that was an excellent one. But another way that we can have a challenge feeling that we are enough is with our skill. And I find that in particular in new homeschoolers as well. You know, we we weren't good writers in school or we struggled with math or, um, you know, science just, oh, you know, just drove us crazy. And we, we just don't feel adequate that way. Or maybe we didn't have a great um, childhood uh, maybe our parents weren't everything we would have hoped and we feel inadequate as parents. Like we don't know how are we supposed to discipline in the best possible way and those kinds of things. Did you ever feel like that, um, Charlotte, that you didn't have enough skill in an area as a homeschooler or as a parent? Certainly I did. My kids were pretty good learners but and I did have an, a degree in music education so I had some education courses but I was definitely not an expert in teaching reading or math and sometimes I felt inadequate in those kinds of areas especially science I remember <laughs> when we were trying to, when I was trying to teach the kids science and I had just heard a homeschooler give the advice of just reading the textbook to the kids. So we were sitting down and I was reading the science textbook. And as I'm reading, I'm, I'm looking up and that and I say, did you get that? And I would be like, I didn't get that. <laughs> so I often felt <laughs> inadequate. <laughs> so uh, thank goodness mm. for better science curricula now, I think that there are lots of better options. But anyway, I think when we don't feel we have enough skill, we also have to go to God. You know, that another, another wonderful scripture that I love to lean on is 2 Corinthians 12, 9. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So when we feel weak, we can lean on God's strength, which is probably the best place to ever be anyway, because his strength is so much more than our own. And then I think we can also remember that even if we're not an expert in math or science, we are an expert in our children. And we know what gifts God has given them. We know how they think. We know what will work for them. And we, as homeschoolers, we can also try things. And if they don't work, we can try something else. So our, our expertise is in our children. And 
our love for them will mean more than any expert degree mm -hmm. in education, right? Absolutely, I love that. Charlotte, I am just feeling the need to just be refreshed by scripture uh, these days, you know, just to keep going back to the truths in his word. So I am so appreciative that you are doing that. And I completely agree with you about uh, we know best and uh, about our children. And, and when we don't know to do some experimenting, if you're not a scientist by nature, we should absolutely all be scientists of our kids <laughs> and just try things. Yes, I love that. Be scientists of our kids. So one of the other ways that you said that we can feel inadequate, that we are not enough, is with our worth. And this is where it gets to be a deeper issue. If we don't feel that we deserve good things, we can really struggle. And I think as a psychologist by training that having that belief in our own unworthiness, that that is harder to discern. So what have you found are some signs that we don't feel that we are worthy? Well, I think this is a, before I answer your question specifically, I think that this is a problem, especially for homeschoolers. I was at a retreat a couple of weeks ago and there were several homeschooling moms there and one, I was talking with one of them, and she said that people actually came up to her and said things like, why are you having all these kids? You are wasting your good money-earning success perfection years. You are wasting your years. And they, she was homeschooling her kids, and they were criticizing her for not doing something that would bring her success and fulfillment and using her gifts. But she was prioritizing her family and doing what God had called her to. So I think this is really a problem for homeschoolers as people look at us. And mm -hmm. as women, we, they think that we should be out there earning a paycheck and contributing to society in a big way. They don't see homeschooling as an important an important task but of course it is because we are mm. we are forming mm. our children we are helping God form our children into godly humans that will contribute to the world we are helping them become people that will use their gifts so it's it's so important and I think a couple of ways that our unworthiness show up especially is when we start talking down to ourselves and thinking, oh, I'm, I'm no good. I am not worthy. I've messed up again. I'm not doing anything that matters. For me, I, I still fall into this trap. And even though I am a piano teacher, I might say things like, well, I just have a few piano students. Or yes, I write some books, but none of them have become bestsellers. And so I might keep talking about myself in small, like making apologies for my smallness. Mm -hmm. But small is good. I think mm -hmm. God, small is good. And another way that we sometimes 
that the unworthiness starts to show up is when we start comparing ourselves to other people and we maybe put another homeschooler on a pedestal because we see her children doing amazing things and maybe we don't see our children doing the same things so we start feeling like a failure we start feeling that we don't have worth we don't we aren't good teachers we aren't good parents when we start to really feel bad about ourselves and i think even if we are strong christians we satan always wants to try to diminish our worth and make us feel awful about ourselves because then the focus is on us again and it's not on Jesus. So for me, what I do is to combat that is scripture again. So I keep a little, a little thing on my desk that has all kinds of memory verses in it. And when I'm working at the computer and I'm starting to get stressed out, I just pull that out and for a couple of minutes I'll read a couple verses and just let them kind of soak into my soul. So verses like um, Isaiah 43, 4. Because you are precious in my eyes and honored and I love you. Isn't that beautiful? God sees me as precious in his eyes. Mm -hmm. So I love that verse especially when I start to feel like I'm worthless. I have to remember that in God's eyes, I am precious. And then uh, Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. It's so beautiful. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. So I keep those verses handy. Sometimes I even start posting them around my home just to remind myself that when I start to feel like a failure and small, I can remember that in God's eyes, because of what Jesus has done for me, he sees me as perfect and precious. And that helps me to combat all those feelings. Mm, I love that. Such a great reminder. And I love that you reflect on those truths uh, when you're working and you keep them around your home. That is excellent, excellent advice. Do you have anything else that you want to share with us about believing that we are enough with our time, with our skills, or with our worth before we conclude? Well, just to say that I think this concept of enough is one that many people struggle with. And I think it's partially just because of our society. Our society keeps telling us that we have to do something big and important and that small is bad. But I think we can celebrate our smallness and do the very next thing that God has given us with love. We can do it with the knowledge that he is giving us the strength to do what he has called us to do. And so we can feel like a success when we lean on God and we just do the next thing that he gives to us, whatever that is today. Mm. That, that is so good. And I, I completely agree with you. We do live in a culture that is constantly saying, whatever you're doing, it's not enough. And I love your reminder for us today that God says, no, it is, <laughs> it's enough <laughs> um, because he, he fills mm-hmm. in 
every lack that is in us. That's, that is what is so encouraging. So I love that. Thank you so much, Sharla, for sharing these really important reminders with us today. And I know that you have some other resources. You've written eight books. That is so um, impressive. That is not small <laughs> at all. Um, but do you have some resources that can help <laughs> us as we continue to want to believe that we are enough in Christ? So I did write a book called Enough for Now. And it's a Bible study on the parable of the lost, of the rich fool and how he kept trying to have more and more. So the book tackles the enough time. It also tackles enough money, enough stuff, enough food, enough relationships, enough of me, and then how we can live with enough for now while we are struggling with all of the longings that we have in our hearts. So that might be one of the best resources also, um, you can just connect with me on my website, which is charlafritz.com. And um, you can sign up for my newsletter, which is where you read the original article about enough. I, it is a topic I talk about a lot. I also talk about finding soul rest because I think as we rest in God and we take time to rest, then we are stronger to resist Satan's pushing at us to do more and more and more. And we're able to rest in God's strength working through us better. So taking time for soul rest, I think, is very important. So I hopefully those resources will help your listeners. Absolutely. Well, I, I want copies of those. <laughs> so that's what I will do uh, today. And I will put links to those resources, your website, in the show notes for people to have them conveniently there. So again, Charlotte, thank you so much. This was really, really encouraging to me, and I know it was encouraging to our listeners too. Thank you for having me. I hope that it will be a help and that everyone can find enough in Jesus. To find the links to Charlotte's resources, including her free ebook called 21 Five-Minute Soul Rest Practices, visit the show notes at homeschoolsanity.com slash I am enough. Have a happy homeschool week. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I hope something you heard was encouraging. If you have a personal question to follow up, don't hesitate to message me. I'm at Homeschool Sanity on social media. Be sure to check my free resource page at homeschoolsanity.com resource and find Sanity Saving Curriculum at fundtolearnbooks.com. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.